Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Third podcast for the week. It has been a massive week for the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast and we're heading to the Meadows Saturday night. We're recording nice and early. We all have things to get to for the Pink Diamond on Friday, so we are recording a day earlier on Thursday. And as always, I've got Corey Smith with me. Smithy, how are you, my man? I tell you what, it's a busy time to be part of GRV Media and just you just putting everything on your shoulders and just working hard and getting things done. It's just impressive, Jimmy Boy. I, I couldn't speak highly enough of you right oh, now. Mate, I, I don't know where that came from, but I appreciate it. It's always good to pump my tyres up. <laughs> they need pumping, that's for sure. Hey, this Pink Diamond series, we've got a podcast out uh, for the Pink Diamond uh, race meeting. I, look, I'm so confident there are plenty of winners to be found in that meeting as well. You must be excited by what's happening Friday night at Ballarat. We're, we're rewarding the breeders in the sport where I guess we're keeping the prize money as well here in Victoria. There, there are so many pluses to this Pink Diamond series. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's very innovative and, and having them all on one night obviously presents a massive opportunity for marketing and all that sort of stuff. But most importantly, it's for the breeders. The breeders uh, do a lot of the hard yards. They put in the, their money early and all the hard work and, and they deserve to uh, have some credit shown to them. So, uh, no, I'm... I'm a massive supporter of the Pink Diamond, and, and I think it's a great initiative. Run of the week. Well, let's swing our attention now straight to the Meadows, and we're looking at race number 10 last week as my run of the week. Now, it's a greyhound by the name of Indy Fido, a track that didn't seem to be playing overly fast, and yet this greyhound was able to absolutely scorch through the sections despite a moderate getaway. Have a listen to Indy Fido. It's got the pickets in the red. Set. They're ready. They're racing. And uh, going up pretty fast. It would have been any far also impulsed by. Showing pace and a Kyle Bale starting to whip around the outside of the first turn in a bit of a bumping duel though with Zipping Scorcher and going down the back straight. Indy Fido the leader. It's swept away. It's about six or eight out in front. Zipping Scorcher second. They were followed then by Nikolai Bale trying to recover. Further back then impulsed by. Followed by Zambora Ritchie. Over on the inside then came Indy Journey followed by Xola. Turning for home though. Indy Fido's got a break. It's clear. Nikolai Bale on the outside, but it's Indy Fido from Nikolai Bale by about four. Uh, third spot on the race there, we go to Zipping Scorcher, followed then by... Zipping that was explosive uh, speed to burn Indy Fido, and uh, the Watchdog's comment for race number nine at Sandown tonight, mate, is uh, elite mid-race pace, and wasn't that extraordinary? 5.07, that's almost group class through the marks. Yeah, I've been waiting for Indy Fido. Fido to kind of put together something like this and, and really stamp its authority on on the uh, Greyhound world. And I think it's always had the ability at 1765. You just don't see that very often down the back. Saturday's preview. Straight into Saturday night's preview. 12 races. Confidence levels here, Corey. What would it be out of 10, mate? Well, every race has a winner, so we've got to be confident. Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag uh, on Saturday night. Though. There's some cracking races and then some races that 
Well, uh, it's a bit of an any meeny miny mo job, I reckon, Jimmy boy. Uh, there's always winners to be found. You're spot on. I'm really keen on the, the Pink Diamond meeting. I think there are a, a heap of winners that are fairly easy found there. I'm going to give this about a 7 out of 10 for confidence, but we'll see how we go. Race 1, 6.39. I'm with Kanji Exiled on top here, number 4. One at Ballarat Wednesday night. Thought it was a good chance there and just beat Unleash Kalinda, who was a massive running defeat. I, I'm not convinced she's a 500-metre dog, but at least you know if you back her each way, you're going to get a run for your money because she should lead and she should lead them clearly. Yeah, I definitely think your selection, Kanji Exide, will be the leader. I'm going with Fitzroy Bale just on her outside. I think we can get a card into the race and each way price. Hopefully, uh, Fitzroy Bale is the one that I'm with. Race two, I'm with Francis Benali. I was a little bit disappointed with his run Saturday night. I, I gave him a big rap that if he could lob behind Scofflaw, he could almost run him down. And as it turned out, he got to that beautiful position second early in the race and just couldn't go with Scofflaw. But he's got the red, and, and this looks an easier assignment. Although, one of your faves, Multi Mats, in there, drawn box five. Yeah, I'd, I'd better give another mention to Multi Mat. I think he's. Uh, I think he's got a race like this in him, but Francis Benali ticks every single box mm. here. Box one just looks like he has the class. He's very, very promising. I just, I, I can't really see Francis Benali getting beaten from the draw in this race. Race three on with the red as well. She's for real, led up for a long way at Shep over 6.50 and just back to a more suitable distance. Uh, should be pretty hard to beat here. Yeah, I think that... The drop back in, in uh, distance will suit here for She's for real. She likes being drawn on the inside, and she's the only greyhound in the race that has won at the Meadows. So uh, I think that, that experience will uh, go well for her. Serious talent race four, number four, your hero bar. We saw him first up in the heat at Shepparton, come from behind, went 25-23. That was just stamping herself as, as, a, as a real genuine star on the way through. I think she'll win. Yeah, you see... The, the Gibbons family in the uh, in, in the form guide with Feral Frankie as the sire, and you basically just pencil them in as a superstar at the minute. Your hero, Bale, I think, is, is one of those, and uh, I think we'll be winning this race. Race five, again, I don't have to go too far down the form line, uh, form guide, the form lines here. Race five, I'm with number one, my best bet of the night, Fabriola <laughs> Duran. Down a little bit in class after a free-for-all run last time. We're up challenging the lead early. The three should run a bit of cover in the run to the first corner. And it's not the, the deepest race that uh, that she's been in. So I'm pretty confident when you go through her form, she's raced with Zevon Bale, Indy Juno, Jax Bale, Equaliser. This is a whole lot easier. My best bet each way of the night, race five, number one, Fabriola Duran. Yeah, no, I think Fabriola Duran ticks uh, a lot of boxes as well. Big drop in class. Good draw, and I think Fabriola Duran will be winning as well. Race six, I'm with the Red Smoke and Grill. I, when I've gone through these, I haven't realised how many box ones I've marked, but uh, should just be a big chance of doing what it did here last week. I was just about to say, I'm not normally one to back a, a box challenge bet, but I reckon box one might, mm. be, uh, might be nice and short, might be the way to go, because I'm also with Smoke and Grill here. If, if Hank the Hustler was drawn outside Fernando's Quest, I'd probably be with him, but I think Fernando's Quest is going to cart across and, um, and take out the chances of most of them on the inside. So Smoke and Grill uh, is my selection. I'm not sure when the corpse bring out the, uh, the box challenge odds, but... That almost does seem the best bet of the night from uh, from both of us, I think, to, to back box number one. Race seven, though, I'm going to go right up the other end of the uh, the chart with number eight, Idolise. I, I just think the class runner should come across and, and find the lead. I think Rapaki Rocks will run well from box four because there's uh, uh, not a great deal of speed in box two. The red's got pace, three's got speed, and that's what Rapaki Rocks needs to just let a couple go in the early part. 
Yeah, there's no secret that Idolise is one of my favourite greyhounds in training. I think she's an absolute superstar. Box eight is no issue. If she's going to run low fives mm. or, or even break fives like she can, I think she can break their hearts. And while Rapaki Rocks and, and Bang and McInerney have plenty of ability, uh, if Idolise is humming out in front running ridiculous splits, I just don't think they can catch her. Race 8, the Grade 8 series. I love this series. Back in town. It's fabulous to see, and, and you always get such a good race when it's a sprint especially. I think compliance will lead. Dynamic Prince will pour the pressure on, and the winner's going to come from whoever lobs on their leaders back between Big Opal Rocks and Zippy Tesla. Now, I'm going to go Big Opal Rocks. If you reverse the box draw and put Zippy Tesla in three, I'd go with Zippy Tesla. So... With that in mind, I'm tipping Big Opal Rocks. I just think he can lob third leaders back through that first corner, rail hard, and if he does that, my goodness, he'll come with a boom late. I feel like I've just uh, gone straight to the the form guide and just stuck with box ones at the moment because I'm going to stick with compliance. Dynamic Prince can use a little bit of the track. Compliance will hopefully be off and gone in the three and the four in Big Opal Rocks and Zippy Tesla. While they've got massive motors, they will be back in the field and might, might muck each other up, I think. Carry on, Angel will actually get a bit of room um, with those slow beginners to the inside, so it could be a, a go at massive odds as well. But compliance is my on topper. Race nine, I'm with the red. Uh, you don't have to go down too far in the form guide again, mate. Uh, off a, a Group One placing last time in the Harrison Dawson when ran down, and I think quite simply, there's no Rapaki rocks in this, so he's a he's a big each way player, and he'll he'll get you some points for the box challenge as well. Yeah, no, I think he's winning this one. He's well graded and. Uh, while he doesn't have the best of records at the Meadows, I think he's just the best dog in this one, and mm. I think Kinson Bale will just be winning. He's, I think, made a Melbourne Cup and ran third for memory. He's second in a, did, yep. in a Group 1 Harrison Dawson, and he's in a Grade 5 drawn box one. I'm, I don't even know how that happens, but uh, he's, he's going to be so, so hard to beat. Race number 10's a, a bit harder. I'm with Providence Bale here. Uh, type of greyhound that when he draws the right Grade 5 like he has here and he can begin and, and get clear air early, he, he can run a, a low 30, and that'll be enough to to be hard to beat. I do keep a close eye, though, on Ariane Bale, but I'm just not sure where she's going to get to from box eight. Sometimes before we do these, I feel like we should run our tips by each other because there's been a lot of overlap tonight. I'm with Providence Bale as yep. well. I think this is this is the suitable grade five. While he doesn't win all that often these days, I think uh, this is the one for him. Ariane Bale, I have a massive opinion of, but box eight will be an issue there. Race number 11. Now, this is one of the harder races of the night, I thought. Um, I was almost going to leave it alone, but what I'll do, I'll tip the Red Rio Baskin more or less for the box challenge because if we get to this point of the night and we've loaded up on that red box to win the challenge, we're going to need Rio Baskin to perform here. So I'll go with race 11, number one, but there are a host of winning chances in this one. Yeah, just you could just about make a case for, mm. for nearly all of them here. I've, I've landed with the three Tigalong Water. Uh, no real confidence, but I think has plenty of improvement and may lead. Last race, uh, if, we're, if we're needing the red in the box challenge here, it's probably not the dog we want. Jasper Bale, he looks a bit outclassed, but... Going through the form, trying to find the, the, the dog to beat. I, I ended up coming up with Monique Keeping because she's fairly consistent early and I think she can come across and lead. But it's another race where there are a fair few winning chances. And if you like one, we're not going to tell you not to play it. That's for sure. We might have to go back and see how many double-ups there's been because we're clearly reading from the same form. God, I'm with Monique Keeping as well. Again, it's a tough, tough race. I'm trying to find the leader. I'm hoping Monique Keeping can mm. be that and uh, get away with it. 
I tell you what, me and Jace on Thursday's show for Sandown nearly did exactly the same thing. Tips so similar, and we're along the opinion if if we fail on Thursday and we fail especially now on Saturday with our tips, this could just about be the end of the show because we're meant to be experts. We we and when when experts think the same thing, normally it goes the right way. So do you reckon that'll happen this weekend? I would like to think so. I'm still still not sure about the uh, the expert moniker for myself, but but for you, surely. And, and I've been backing you in, so uh, fingers crossed we find some winners. Did you give me a best bet? I didn't actually. I'm I'm going to go with Idolise. I know it's a very very mm. tough race, but when a greyhound can break five seconds to the mark and she's come back in pretty good form after a little bit of a let up, and I just don't think a wide draw is any issue. Um, two turns is her go, in my opinion. So, yeah, Idolise will be my best bet of the night, I think. Hunters, punting club. I reckon this is a moment, Smithy, that we team up and we go with the Punters, Punters Club and put our whole hundred on the red in the box challenge because we both seem to agree that's the place to be. Let's, I can't wait for this to come up at yeah. dollar ten and we cop some abuse for this, but I'm I'm more than happy to go with the box challenge because I've got plenty of on toppers from the inside drawer, that's for sure. This is the best bet of the year, punters. Number one in the box challenge. When we record this, there are no markets out, so let's hope they're a little bit generous uh, and we end up getting what do you reckon? A dollar dollar sixty, dollar seventy's worth of play? If it's that, I will be putting some of my hard earned on it. All so right. we'll see how we go. Fingers crossed. We've got the whole hunch on it. Thanks for that, Smithy. Good luck Saturday night, mate. Cheers, Jimmy boy. Thanks for having me on. Inside Info. Well, we're turning our attention now to Inside Info for the Meadows Saturday night. And the good news is this special guest isn't just going to give us the Inside Info for Saturday night. She's also got a key runner in one of the Pink Diamond finals. I speak of Karen Pitt, who's on the line. Karen, how are you? Great today, thank you. How are you, James? Yes, I'm going very well. Uh, you're in for a couple of uh, busy days. You must be excited. Obviously, you've got a runner in the uh, the feature race at the Meadows Saturday night compliance, and then obviously you go down with uh, with loneliness to Ballarat. So a couple of big days, and then specialty also at the Meadows. Yeah, that's right. Got a few runners in this week. It's always good to have a few racing. So yeah, we'll enjoy the ride. Your involvement in greyhound racing. How long have you been involved, and, and where did it all begin for you? I uh, got my first greyhound puppy when I was nine years old, talked my dad into it, he used to tell me the stories about when he was a trainer, so we bought a puppy as a family at nine years old, and since then, always been involved. And over the journey, you've had some pretty good success, is there a race or a, a few races that stand out that are above the rest for you? Uh, to be honest, growing up, I grew up in New South Wales, so the Golden Easter Egg was always something that I went to every year for as long as I can remember, even before we ever had a greyhound of our own. So personally, I'd say the Easter Egg, just for the history of it as a kid, it was just the, the epitome of greyhound racing back then. Now, Saturday night, we'll focus on this podcast for the Meadows, uh, the Grade 8 series. This is, look, I'm all for the Grade 8 series. I think when we can, can put a race on worth 15000 to to entice the best greyhounds in Victoria to, to come and race for good prize money, I think it's a win for the sport. And, and this race doesn't let us down. Compliance, your boys got box one. It's such a deep race. How do you see it playing out? It is. It's a fantastic, um, fantastic idea, and yeah, we're just wrapped to have a runner in it. And um, it's such a quality lineup, like you said, such a deep race. There's so many dogs in there that would be capable to win it. So yeah, we're we're lucky to have drawn near the rail, but I think that may run into the favour of a few of the other stronger runners too. I looked at the race and I thought compliance will lead from one. Dynamic Prince will put the pressure on early, and 
I guess you'd be sitting there just keeping an eye on where Big Opal Rocks and Zippy Tesla get to in particular because they both have this knack to just storm home the last 100 metres. Yeah, absolutely. Look, they're going to, I think we're probably going to run a sitting duck for them. I think I'll make the race by just taking off early and I think I'll give them the rails run right behind me. So it is his first run back for a little while over the 500. So he may just be tested the last 50 as well. But if they sit on our tail, even if we're at the top of our game, I think you're going to do very well to hold either of them out if they get a clear run right behind you at that first corner. Well, by the sounds of it, race 11 might be the better of the betting options. Specialty, I know, drawn a little bit upside down, has had four runs back this campaign. And this is going to sound silly. You're going to a metropolitan race after racing on the provincials, but I reckon he's actually going down in class. He needs a little bit of luck, obviously, from box six, but you go through his form, he's raced behind. Or Bummer Yang, who's a terrific provincial sprinter, brother bearing, gold driller and revolution in his last four. So he's been mixing it at the top end of the country. He has. He really has. He's been in races. He's just coming back after an injury as well. So wanted to ideally get him into some easier races and where he probably can win, but he'd drawn off the track and in, in races that were, their dogs were just going too well for him. So I think he's running very well. He just needs a little bit of luck and, um, and show what he can do. So if he can step with them, I expect him to sort of push up on the outside of him, hopefully just get a clear run through that catching pen. And then I think he should be in the race, but it just depends where he finds himself. I think by the winning post where he can, where he can get across to. And it says in the form guide, slow beginner with plenty of talent. I, you'd probably beg the differ in the fact that he isn't always the slowest of beginners, but he's been racing against such fearsome sprinters that he's sort of been left behind a little bit. Would you say that he's got reasonable early speed? Yeah, I do. Look, he should be up there mixing it with them. I'm mm. not going to say he's going to cross and lead, but I think he should post himself um, on the outside of probably the leaders sitting probably second or third just on the outside. Just as long as he gets through that catching pen, um, I think he's strong enough to, to put himself in the race after there. But he can just be awkward. He's very tall, gangly-legged sort of dog, so he can sort of stumble around a little bit. But, um, yeah, look, I don't think he's slow early. I think he, you're right in saying he's just been racing against some lead pingers in those races. The race at Warrigal, like, compliance and um and revolution who ended up winning the race they just speared straight across Mm. the field so you couldn't really have a chance to show any speed in that type of a race anyway so if he steps with him i think he'll use a little bit more of that speed and be able to show show a little bit more and of the two so i think compliance is more likely to hit the scoreboard i think he'll be there for a long way whether or not he gets run down we'll have to wait and see but from a a punter's perspective would you say that specialties are the better of the two on an each way play at value yeah, he'd just be the value. I think compliance will probably be a bit shorter just because of um, that type of race as well. Drawing box one, it's always going to be helpful. So I think the punters might try to stick with him. But yeah, I think specialty should run well as well. Now, on Friday night, you head down to Ballarat for the Pink Diamond Challenger Sprinter Final for uh, restricted class greyhounds, I think it's fair to say. Now, we've done a, yep. an, an in-depth uh, podcast on that. You can click on that and have a listen at home if you'd like to. But you've got a runner here, Loneliness, in race 11. And I guess you must almost pinch yourself. I think I quoted this uh, on the podcast the other day. You won the Ballarat Cup with Compliance, who, who is an outstanding greyhound. Uh, was it 50000 to the winner at the time? And, yep. and, and now you go down with a greyhound hand like loneliness who no disrespect to her but she's not the same class as compliance and you're racing yeah. for $25,000 to the winner so it's, it's great to have a race like that on and you must be pinching yourself that you are going to a race like that with loneliness 
Oh, absolutely. Look, she she's one of the kennels. She's an honest girl who just runs her right races. For her, you would not really honestly ever say she'd be in a race worth that type of money. She's just a country sort of dog that we run around and um, put her in the right races. It's just an honour, really, to have a dog to be able to run, you know, in that class of race for $25,000 prize money. It's enormous. So credit to everyone for putting this series on for greyhounds that would never really have that opportunity. So, yeah, she's definitely very lucky. I think it's fantastic, the Pink Diamond. And just quickly, do you give her a good chance at winning from box number three? She's a high-confidence dog, and I'll give her the credit at the moment. She's racing with confidence. So I think if she can step cleanly and put herself in the race in the first 100, she's definitely got a shot. If something goes wrong and she misses the start, she's a little bit awkward and can lack a bit of confidence in pushing through. But she can step clean. I think she'll she'll have a chance of running in the placings. Well, Karen, you've given us more than enough. Firstly, good luck with the Pink Diamond. You're at Warrigal Racing today when we record this, so good luck there as well. And obviously Saturday night with specialty and compliance, they all look big chances. And who knows, it might be four from four over the next uh, 48 hours or so for you. We wish you well. Yeah, great. Thanks so much, James. Appreciate it. Well, that really was the inside info of all inside info segments. Karen giving the word on loneliness and also her two runners at the Meadows Saturday night. I think she's in for a pretty big uh, a big couple of days. No two ways about that. Well, it's been a big week at the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And just remember, I was very, very confident about the Ballarat meeting. So fingers crossed we can tip a lot of winners Sandown Thursday, a lot of winners at Ballarat. And then we're going to load up on that box challenge number one at the Meadows on Saturday night. Gamble responsibly. Until next time, punters, safe travelling, happy punning. Enjoy what is going to be a, a really big few days of racing.